Welcome to the Business Meets Fitness podcast with your host Lauren Dickman. Now I have some exciting news. This episode from Rob Lipset was actually taken from my new podcast, the Millennial Air Podcast, and I've left that linked in the show notes. And it made it to number 14 in the whole entire world for all business podcasts within 24 hours of launching. It is so exciting, so definitely go over to there and subscribe. As I said, I've left it linked in the show notes, or you can just type it into whatever podcast provider you use. It's available on all of them, Apple's Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Google Play, everywhere you could possibly think of, all the others as well. So it's so exciting. I've had some amazing guests on. Obviously, I got Rob on. I've had Heidi Summers. I've had Ed Milet. Oh my gosh, so many awesome, incredible people, not just from the fitness industry. I've also had other really well-known business people like Mikey Taylor and Drama, and I'm planning on having some even bigger names on as well. So it's really cool. Now, oh, I'm just so excited about it. I'm just getting people on who have such a unique message to share, who have achieved so much. And the Millennial Air Podcast is all about breaking down success stories from top millennials so that you can walk away with some actionable steps and strategies to implement. And not only that, but I'm also having on people who aren't necessarily millennials, but who have succeeded incredibly well in business. For example, John Lee Dumas, and obviously Ed Milet isn't a millennial either. But these people have so much to share and they offer their tips for millennials. So that's exciting. It's been a crazy journey. I've been interviewing people left, right and center, putting in probably per week I've probably been doing about 15 or 20 hours of podcasting to make sure that I have loads backed up so that if I ever travel or anything I've got content for you. So I decided the day before that I upload this that I should actually repost little bits of the fitness type episodes from the Millennial Lab podcast onto the Business Meets Fitness podcast because I've obviously already built this platform but I definitely think you should go over there and subscribe to that as well if you like this podcast and especially if you're someone who just really just wants to learn and just wants to become the best version of yourself because that's what the Millennial Air podcast is all about. So I've left that linked like I've mentioned many a time and also the full episode of this episode with Rob Lipset is over there so make sure to check that out maybe even just go ahead and check that out now because this is only going to be part of the episode but yeah I'm gonna put this in and I think you're gonna love it and it's an awesome awesome show and I'm having so much fun doing it and when you listen to it you're gonna realize why you're gonna start becoming obsessed with it so anyway without further ado oh actually one more further ado (laughs) if you're someone who's trying to build a online fitness business then make sure to click the link in the show notes because I have a free email training that you can subscribe to but anyway now truly without further ado Let's get into today's episode of the Business Meets Fitness podcast with Rob Lipset, taken from the Millennial Lab podcast, which is my new podcast, which is flying high in the charts. So my name is Rob Lipset. I'm 26 years old. I'm from Dublin, Ireland. And I started out as a fitness YouTuber uh, when I dropped out of college or sorry, failed Ooh. college. <laughs> it was like, I just kept failing year after year. So I was like, all right, I got to go focus on our stuff now. And uh, you kept there. How many times did you try? Uh, like two and a half. Like, that's, that's, that's all that counts perseverance <laughs> yeah I gave it a, gave it my best um, yeah. but anyway so um, dropped out of college and I got fired from a couple of jobs and so I had nothing else to do like the only thing that was consistent in my life was going to the gym and I'm a true believer it, is that you can make a career 
out of anything. So like you really can. Like there's like YouTube channels of people opening up boxes of toys. And like that's their job. So like the world is just gone, it's just a crazy world. So I was like, hmm, how do I make dough from lifting weights? So then I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, uh, I've got none to lose. I'll just pick up my iPhone 5 and um, just start recording, you know, what I eat in a day, how I train. And it kind of went from there. So then a lot of people would message me asking for plans and, you know, programs. So I started doing them for free just because I had so much spare time and I had nothing else to do. And then these people would come back to me after like 30, 40 days, whatever, with this like insane before and after. And they'd be like, oh, thanks for the plan. You can use this if you want. So oftentimes when you're trying to start a business, it's, uh, it's really just right in front of you and you're just solving a problem that's presented to you every day. So I was like, oh, sweet. I'll just start charging for these plans. I've even got loads of before and afters for marketing. So then that was kind of the first entrepreneurial thing I ever did. And that's the first thing I did that started making money online. And then I went onto YouTube and I grew my following there on Instagram, all other platforms, started doing brand deals, sponsorships. I started doing more public speaking. Uh, so again, the first ones I did were free. And then, you know, now for, for a public speaking event, it would be well into the thousands for an hour. Um, and then, so that came after that. Uh, recently, I became a shareholder in Raw Gym's Academy, and it's a personal trainer academy that teaches people to become, ter- uh, it's like a third party for you know, qualifying people. Then I also, this year, started an events agency called the Creator Agency, and that focuses on bringing content creators together to talk about their journey. So um, I do some other investments as well, um, but that is mainly the gist of things as far as I can think of. I've also got an app, but that kind of goes back to the fitness fitness stuff too. I've also just written a book. That'll be it in general. Okay, so there's obviously a ton of different things that you do there, Rob. Now, this might be a bit overwhelming for some people who are maybe at the beginning who want to start a YouTube channel, or maybe they have started, but they're struggling to grow it. And obviously, they see someone like you who's already built this massive following. You have all these different streams of income, all these different opportunities coming your way. But I just want to kind of take it back a few years. And obviously, when you first started, there were fewer people doing it. But what do you think were the main things that helped you grow your YouTube channel and this personal brand that you've now built? Yeah, for sure. I think the rule, the first thing is I really didn't care like at the beginning, I was like, I had nothing to lose again and no college, no job. My parents didn't have a job for me to go into. Like literally just like I was just sitting on my ass all day playing fucking Xbox. Are we allowed curse on this podcast? Oh yeah, or? it's fine, it's fine. I'll I mean, it's happened now. Minimum. Yeah, yeah, I'll keep doing minimum. But so I had none to lose, so I really didn't care. Uh, so I was just uploading loads, you know, being myself. And I wasn't like, just obsessed over like the number of views I was getting or the number of subscribers. And so many people compare their chapter one to someone else's chapter 10. But thankfully I didn't do that. I was just like, yo, you know, this is me having fun with it. And people can see forced content or if they see you're actually enjoying making content. So if you go into it with the whole thought of, I want to get money, I want to get sponsorships, I want to get a million subs, you know, that stuff will all come, but that's not why you should do it. You know, you should do it you actually like doing it and you like putting out content and you like helping people and so that that is probably my my biggest tip is to literally enjoy it 
Yeah, yeah, that, I love that so much because it kind of, it, I, I guess it strips it back and it's not focusing on it as, it's, you're doing it for the right reasons. You're doing it because you want to share your message. You feel like you want to help people. And I think yeah. you need to know through your content because I've obviously, I've been subscribed to your YouTube channel for years and something to note is that you can really tell through your content that you are just truly being yourself and also that you're genuinely wanting to help people. So I think that this is another point because maybe if some people haven't yet watched any of your YouTube videos and after this, they've listened to this podcast, they should definitely go check them out. Cause I guess something that they will see through your videos is that you're actually adding value to people's lives. So I guess let's just say someone wants to start a YouTube channel today. Now, if you were, you obviously said, you know, be yourself and just don't really care about the numbers and stuff. If yeah, that, have fun. Um, yeah, have yeah. Fun. Any other kind of practical tips that you would be giving them? Yeah, well, so like, like we said there, we're providing value, okay? Uh, everything should really be mutually beneficial, okay? So people are watching, let's say you've got a 10-minute video. People are giving you 10 minutes of their life, okay? They're giving that to you. So you better provide them with something decent, okay? So after those 10 minutes, they're like, awesome, that was, that was funny, that was entertaining, that was informative, that was motivating, you know, uh, anything. So that's, it's, a, it's a fair trade-off. You know, it has to be mutually beneficial. Yeah, it's like, you can't just be going around life leeching or asking for handouts. You know, everything has to be mutually beneficial. And um, so if you provide that value, if you provide that content, well, then that's going to, you know, in turn help you. And people are always like, oh, Rob, you're so generous. You're so caring. You're putting out all this free content. You're helping people. You're doing meetups. You know, you're, you're going meeting everyone for free. Uh, you're so generous. And I'm like, well, no, actually, it's, it's quite, you could look at it as quite a selfish act because that's what's going to help me. You know what I mean? It's like by me helping everyone else, that helps me. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, you know, again, it comes back to mutually beneficial things. So if you want to get ahead, don't be looking at it as if for you to win, everyone has to lose. You know, like, you know, you can all, it's plenty room at the top. So oftentimes if you help everyone around you, you're going to win. Yeah, 100%. It's that whole point, I guess, of giving before you get and just providing all this free value, value, value. And then you're able to, eventually, it will come back around and help you out. And it will, yeah. maybe you'll be able to speak at cool places. You'll be able to sell products. You'll be able to earn a living from it. But I guess it, it just brings it back down to that point. I guess when you first started, you never intended for it to be your whole entire oh. life. Oh yeah, I, in my first like basically the first year of me like starting out on social media, I like didn't sell anything, mm. like mm. nothing. I didn't sell my first. I didn't sell my first plan until about a year in. Didn't do any brand deals. Nothing. I was literally just like providing content for like a good year. And you know, people people get it backwards. Like straight away they want like sponsorship. Straight away they come out with you know a program or something like that. You know, just straight away into it. But they haven't built a foundation or they haven't built a community first. Exactly. That's what it's all about. And you've definitely built a really solid community of people who want to now. They'll like literally say to you, you know, Rob, when's your new plan coming out? When can I buy your new t-shirts? Because they want it so much from you because you've built yeah. this loyal tribe and these loyal followers who will literally, you know, they're asking for it now. So I guess this, I suppose, brings me onto kind of the point of you obviously work with several different brands, but you then also have your own businesses. Now, if someone was like to first get started, maybe they've already built up a solid follower 
following. And they've got all these companies coming to, to them. And, you know, for anybody who's listening to this right now, maybe you don't yet have these companies coming to you. But when you start hitting a certain amount of followers, subscribers, yes, they might start coming to you. So Rob, what would your advice be for these people who are looking to grow or they have already built this following? Um, these brands are coming to them, but they perhaps want to build their own products and stuff. What would you kind of advise, you know, how would you weigh up doing your own thing versus being an affiliate or something for another brand? Yeah. Uh, so I think it's actually great to like, you know, start off and get, get to know the waters by working with other brands. But um, really there's kind of nothing more profitable or nothing more kind of direct than starting your own thing. You know, that that's obviously is direct, you know, you money in the bank, whereas you might be getting 20% if you're promoting other clothes or other supplements. But now the caveat is it's, it's going to be a lot more time consuming and a lot more difficult to set up your own thing. So I think it's great to start off by just working with brands and then get a bit of experience in the whole world, the whole realm of online business, and then you can go off and, and do your own thing. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think it, I suppose it depends upon the fact of if, if it's your full-time thing or if it's just something that you're doing on the side as well. Um, so something that I notice on social media is like this, like I kind of call it social media prostitution where every single post is like a post for another brand and it's like you're not, you're forgetting about your own personal brand. And obviously, oh, yeah. yeah, obviously for you, you've been like face of my protein for a long time, but you've been at the very forefront of that. And so I suppose that's been like a super beneficial thing for you. But I guess for some people who maybe are just being like an affiliate ambassador, they're not necessarily going to be earning a good solid income from it or getting too much out of it. Whereas they might be better off, I don't know, focusing their efforts on their own personal brand. Yes, for sure. So uh, I love what you said about social media prostitution. (laughs) Like you go on to some... I've been there. I've been there. I've been there. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, so you go onto some people's uh, brands or some people's pages and it's all SP, 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 sponsor posts, you know, buy this, buy that, buy that. There's no death there. And you're actually, you're not, you're playing the short game. Okay. It's like, you're making a quick, yeah, you make a quick book, but you're not building a, a good engagement. You're not building a good following. And like your followers won't grow. Your, your engagement will, will not go up. Because it's just literally like an ad. It's just constantly an ad. And I'll literally turn down brands like a brand be like, yo, we'll give you a couple thousand for a post and a story. Uh, on, can you do it on May the 20th? And I'll be like, oh no, I actually can't because I'm, I've got I've to do a post on May 18th and another one on May 22nd and I don't want it to filter it out. So it's like, you're going to have to it's hard to turn down like but you gotta understand that you're playing the long game and that it'll provide that long-term sustainability and there'll be more brands you know it's it'll come back Uh, so you know don't don't wreck your own feed uh, from just constantly constantly uh, social media prostitution (laughs) (laughs) i love that also like wreck your own feed i mean i think sometimes i guess you can kind of you see some pages and they are literally just an extension of someone else's business rather than being their own personal brand and so i think again when it comes to like building this youtube following this social media following that you've built this personal brand that you've built really it is just again brings brings me back to this like point of just being truly authentically yourself um, mm. and doing what feels good to you. So obviously we've spoken about this now. I'd love to also speak about I suppose the businesses that you've built, um, how that's been, any struggles that you've had, and just because you I guess you're 
obviously a personal brand, like we said, a solopreneur. So what has been like, I guess, some of the biggest successes that you've had and also some of the biggest struggles? Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, so the three kind of main businesses that I own is obviously RobLipsit.com, and that's kind of Rob Lipset as a brand. So that's the speaking engagements, that's the online coaching, the app, the book, uh, the ebooks, and I guess my YouTube channel as well. So that's that's kind of like a sole trader sort of thing. And then we have um, the creator agency, which was it's, which is a limited company, and then the also and um, so. Going through them, the first one is kind of like the core of things, like my my personal brand. That's kind of where everything stems from, and um, that was the first thing I ever did. And it, it, it was it's not that like it was hard to set up, but it just takes a lot of years of graft to establish your name as a brand. You know, yeah. people see me now, but they don't they don't go back to my first ever videos in 2014 and they see me in the, in the, in the motel, in the B and B recording videos on the iPhone five. Y'all have the iPhone 10 now. <laughs> it shoots in 4k. Oh my God. When people are asking me like, what camera do you use? Like yeah. how much does it cost for you to have this videographer? I'm just like, are you, yeah, like, you already got a better camera than me. <laughs> like, you know, it, it's crazy. So like, you know, it takes many years to build that up. So I don't know. I wouldn't even say it was a struggle because I enjoyed it so much. Um, did you ever get? Did you ever get like criticism from people around you, or like people around you were confused about what you're doing? Your family? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh god, yeah. Like my mom was like when I like you know started doing this, she was like, "What the hell?" She's like, "How are you training people through a computer screen?" <laughs> And I was like, no, mom, trust me, it's legit. Like, you know, I'm making a living from this. And she was like, she was pretty much crying. She's like, I don't believe you, da, da, da. So then I just had to, like, move out and buy a car and show her my bank account and just be like, look, I'm completely independent now. So, like, catch you later, pretty much. But but she was honestly, like, um, she's from a different generation, so it was hard for her to understand online business. But now she kind of gets it quite well. I'm also bringing my family to LA in two weeks, so you understand it now. Yeah, I got us, like, a nice villa in Santa Monica. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's so bad. Yeah, keeping up with the lips, it's going to be some funny vlogs. But that's a really good point, though, because I think the fact is, a lot of times, if you're trying to do something online, maybe you're trying to grow YouTube or something, your parents won't get it. Like, I remember when I first started, I didn't even tell my parents. And then I showed them one of my videos, and they were like, what the hell is this? And similar to you, like, my dad's now super supportive of the whole thing. But I think it is just the fact of, like, people are going to be confused about it, right? They're going to be like, what the hell are you doing? Because it's something that's different to everyone else. You know, you obviously dropped out of college. You didn't go down the whole corporate world. I know you had a corporate job at one period of time. Yeah, one stage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so did I. And I mean, that's what people expect from you. And that's what's just the normal thing to do. But then you, in my eyes, you kind of sometimes have to go against the grain in order to really establish yourself in the world. So that wraps up a bit of the episode from Rub Lipset from the Millennial Air podcast. Now this was about half the show, the rest of it is over on Millennial Air, which is linked below, like I mentioned before, and also that free email training, if you're someone who's wanting to build an online fitness business, is linked there as well. So I hope you've liked this episode, make sure to share this with a friend, tell them about the Millennial Air podcast, I think they'll love it, because... 
on here I'm going to be focusing more on fitness business stuff primarily for anyone who's wanting to build an online fitness business so that's what James and I will be talking about and then yeah whenever I have a fitness focus podcast I will repost it here but I'm not going to be doing specific interviews for the business meets fitness podcast anymore other than maybe once a month perhaps it could be a special feature we'll see but I'd love to hear your feedback that's really really important to me because then it can help me know where to go but if you have enjoyed the episodes of the business meets fitness podcast in the past you've liked the mindset stuff the fitness stuff anything you will love what is to come on the millennial lab podcast trust me trust me so anyway have a lovely day and i hope you've liked this episode